what do we do when we find ourselves up against the many leadership challenges that exist within our chosen careers? We all have goals and achievements that we would like to accomplish. Unfortunately, these desires don't come equipped with insight or awareness on how to bring these accomplishments to light. In essence, this is why the Dream Octane Niche Finder Framework was formed. Our founder, Clifton C. Manning, spent the first 17 of his 20-year career in healthcare working with physicians and healthcare leaders to achieve patient-centric goals while possessing only an associate's degree in applied science. At times, these challenges were daunting and he felt unqualified to achieve the success he wanted. However, he focused on becoming intentional in reading every leadership book that he could find, as well as attending frequent seminars in areas where he saw opportunities to improve. Over time, as he applied insights gained from these various sources, he was able to successfully and efficiently cross the hurdles he found himself up against. Eventually, varying degrees of success within his sphere of leadership influence became more evident. The Niche Finder podcast is intended to bring similar insight to you, the listener, from those who have achieved some level of noteworthy success in their chosen career. Our hope is that the challenges they have overcome in the past will provide insight for your current leadership struggles and unlock the dream of achieving success in your own career. We believe that if innovative change is an engine, your unique dreams and abilities could be its fuel. And now I present to you the host of the Niche Finder podcast, Clifton C. Manning. All right, on today's episode of the Niche Finder Framework, we are more than pleased and happy to have on board today Ms. Shar Newell. She is an entrepreneur. She's also an expert in the space of human resources and how to uh, manage human resources and get the best out of your your company, in essence, by utilizing the greatest asset that she believes uh, that a business has, which is their people. And so her, uh, we met several years ago when we were working together at uh, one hospital system. And I'm amazed at how much progress that she's made in the short time uh, since we last saw each other. I mean, it's short time, meaning several years ago, but she's been very busy. <laughs> so I want to really give you a, a little bit of background and, uh, into Char. So she has authored her first book, came out in 2019. This is when reading the reviews on this book has been pretty amazing. Uh, just seeing what people are saying in the short time that you had it out. It's called The Yellow Weed. It's available on Amazon.com again by Char Newell. That's C is in Charlie, H is in Henry, A is in Apple, R Newell. And uh, you can you know check it out, look at the reviews, but it seems like it's pretty glowing. I want to get into having her tell her story and have her kind of tell a little bit about her background. I won't go into her bio right now, but we just make this conversation and then have her uh, just kind of tell us a little bit about what makes her so special and what makes her so unique. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you the Niche Finder community, uh, Ms. Shar Newell. Welcome to the program. Yay! Thank you so much. <laughs> that was a beautiful intro. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a pleasure having you on and tell the audience who are listening, uh, why would they be interested in your journey? What vested interest would they have in your journey? Oh, 
Oh, wow. You're absolutely talking to someone who spent over 20 years in corporate America and not just in corporate America, but climbing the ladder from a human resources standpoint, starting out as a HR assistant and making my way all the way up to becoming vice president of HR over a national healthcare system. Never thought I'll, I'll get there, but I did. And, you know, although it seems as if the time was long, when I sit back now and I think about it, I was like, wow, I actually accomplished that in a very short period of time. So, and then moving out of that space and started my own business back in 2018, which is called Your Healthy Reality. The reason why I created that was based on all my experiences in HR. I wanted to really form a company. It's a corporate life coaching company. So I go into businesses and I help them, you know, fix their culture, whether it has to do with people, whether it has to do with culture, whether it has to do with anything that has possibly gone wrong. A lot of mergers and acquisitions help them to deal with change. But I take it from a coaching standpoint, because I think that's one of the biggest things that I've seen while I was working in human resources is that we don't take enough time to actually coach our folks. People need additional help personally and professionally. And if we took a a step back and really got to the root of what's really going on with our folks that is working for us, I think we'll see a huge difference in the work environment. Mm. You know, I want to actually get you to do something for me real quick (laughs) off script for a little bit. Just kind of tell the audience just the certifications that you have in the HR space so we can know that we really this is a legit expert that we're speaking to. This is not somebody who's just using the title. Just tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> I actually don't even like to use titles. That is so crazy that you said that. But yeah, I when, when I was in human resources, so I have my master's in industrial and labor relations. And then I received my certification in strategic human resources business partner. And I'm also a certified corporate life coach, which was one of my biggest for me. Although, you know, you would think human resources was like, yay, I accomplished that. But to become a certified corporate life coach, that was one of the things that I really went after and I wanted to do. I'm also a certified um, relationship consultant as well as a certified master life coach. Mm. And a certified health and wellness practitioner. <laughs> Excellent. So, you know, the reason that I asked you to do that is not really just to put you on a spot, but I really want to pre-frame this question. Um, yeah. Just before I even ask you the question, I want to just tell you a quick little snippet about my son. who's He's 15 years old now, but when mm-hmm. he was in the first grade, I remember uh, he saw some people get, getting like honors and there was this whole ceremony they were doing for the, a lot of the students. And so he got upset and he said, like, Dad, how come they haven't called my name? I said, well, son, you got to put the work in. So as he started putting the work in, he began seeing how hard it was to work towards being recognized on that stage. And so I remember him in the peak of his frustration saying to me, Dad, why do I got to do all this? And I said, son, right. you know, if you don't do it, then you'll just be average. You just be except being being average, you know, but right. if you want to be above average. You got to work towards it. And his question to me was in the first grade, why can't I just be average? That's what my son asked oh, me, right? And so we coach him through it. Like right now, he's an honor student. He gets like yeah. straight A's. But the reason that I bring that story up is to ask you out of all these certifications that you have, why didn't you just decide just to be average? <laughs> that is a great question you know what number one it's not in my gene (laughs) that's the first thing I'm going to say but I also recognized as I started to work in my space that in order for me to get to a certain level I had to obtain certain things Mm. 
And mm. quite honestly, I'm gonna be very honest. I am not that person that felt like I needed all this schooling. It wasn't my first initial thing to be like, oh, I have to go get all these degrees. But what I recognized was, wait a minute, in order for me to obtain certain seats at the table, I had to actually go through all these levels and obtain all these certifications and just give myself the knowledge that I needed. I felt like, okay, I didn't know enough. I need to know more. So I kept going and I kept going and I kept acquiring all this just so I could know, make sure I understood all the different moving parts to what I was actually trying to do. I've always been very strategic. Uh, by mm. the way, about my career. So I've spent, and if, if you've noticed, I've spent most all my years in healthcare mm. because I, I have a very diverse background in the healthcare field. I worked in home care, medical groups, hospital system, behavioral health. So I wanted to get that diverse experience because I didn't want to become that subject matter expert within that field. Mm. And so John Maxwell actually has a great quote in his book, Failing Forward. He says, people change when they're hurt enough that they got to mm -hmm. learn enough that they want to and receive enough that they're able to. Mm. And so part of that in that in that quote, I hear that there are at times there are going to be struggles. Yes. So what, what type of external struggles did you find yourself up against? Wow. I mean, which part in corporate or when I started my business? <laughs> Oh, you know what? Give so me, give me, you, <laughs> give me both of them. Give Which me both. Of them. Give me the, give me the corporate one first. Let's do um, it in order. Corporate one first, and then your entrepreneur. Yeah. So corporate was a very tough struggle, especially being you know African American. Mostly, I was always the only woman minority at these tables. So that was the first thing. And I always felt like, you know, it was always a fight for me, especially because I cared about my employees. I know I'm supposed to be, you know, for management, but I was never that human resources person. I felt like I was the liaison and I wanted to do what's best for the company as well as the people that work for the company, because I do believe that we are the asset. You know, the people that's actually showing up every day and putting in the work are the reasons why you're in business. So why not invest in those folks? So that was a big struggle, always fighting for things, always trying to fight for my own growth as well, trying to prove myself. I've always entered the organizations with, okay, I'm gonna prove myself first and then go to the table and ask for what I'm worth versus the other way around coming in with, no, this is what I'm worth. And mm. then proving that I'm worth that. No, mm. I was the opposite. I was like, okay, I'll take this for now. But when I start, I'll prove this. So that was a big struggle. And I felt like I didn't have control over my own career by working in corporate America. I felt like at any given moment, anything could have happened, whether, and I've gone through that, where there were mergers and now the position is eliminated or the company's merging and we have to let go a lot of folks, which was also very hard. So it was a lot of those struggles in mm. corporate America. But, you know, then I said, I'm going to start my own business because this is what I want to do. I want to help people. I want to help professionals. I want to give them the knowledge that they need to be successful and actually give them a path to their own success. Because the truth is a lot of individuals that's actually working and working for someone have other dreams and aspirations and goals, but they allow life to stop them from going after that. Mm. So I started a business where I said, you know what? I'm going to help 
individuals find their purpose. And I'm going to help them live the best life they could possibly live and show them that it's not about how much money you make. That's not where the happiness comes from. So the external struggles with when I started my business was, I don't even know where to begin. It was coming out the gate, not really having a ton of a big Rolodex of people where I could call and say, Hey, I've started a business. Let me tell you what I'm doing. And, you know, expecting actually the people that I did know that was mistake number one to kind of help. So it was, okay, what do I do now? The immediate referrals didn't come like I thought. So I said, I'm going to start with one-on-one personal life coaching. So believe it or not, when I started my one-on-one personal life coaching in the beginning, I was doing a lot of coaching for free. I was not getting paid because I wanted to also gain my experience. This was my first time just even doing that on a personal note. So I I started with that, which was a big struggle um, in the beginning. And then somehow I managed to make a shift to organizations where the people that I coach, this is how life works. And it's so funny. That's why you have to embrace every step of the way, every aspect of it, because at least three of those people that I coach for free ended up getting amazing jobs in amazing organizations. And they actually pulled me in. Mm. So that's how I got my big break into making that switch from personal one-on-one to now, oh my goodness, I'm actually in a corporation coaching the leaders and coaching the staff and doing what I actually love. It just happened. Mm. So I I love this and and I want to take a commercial break on this real quick because (laughs) I love the fact that you talk about coaching for free. I think a lot of people don't really realize that, you know, in my book, uh, The Seven Steps to Discovering Your Niche, um, that's step four. You where I call it mastering your microcosm and you want to make sure that you can have something that is worth bringing to someone else since you got to pressure test that thing. And so just what you did. And I love how your investment that you made of your own free, you know, of your own volition to say, look, I believe in you enough that I'm going to invest in this. You don't have to pay me. Reward me with progress. You know what I mean? (laughs) Reward me with progress. (laughs) And that in and of itself also had a residual return for you because now, like you said, they brought you in. I think that's that's an amazing story. Yeah. And I I didn't expect that, actually. I think just like what you said, reward me with progress still to this day. That's the thing that makes me happy. It's never about getting paid. It's actually seeing people striving and doing well. That's Mm. what brings me joy when, wow, I could say that I played a role in your growth. Mm. I love it. You know, another quote from John Maxwell, he actually said, Comrade uh, Adder basically put it in his book, Developing the Leader Within You. Uh, We all live under the same sky, but we don't all have the same horizon. And so I think it's so interesting that although we may be um, ambitious and that ambition and and, oh, one other thing that I think that's important to to mention about what you're saying is that, yes, you're African-American. Yes, you are a woman. You already represent the minority, but you're also a West Indian. Please come on. on. (laughs) Can we we big up to the land of wood and water? (laughs) So you, you are niche within a niche within a niche. See, it's like a whole whole lot of layers to that. You know what's so crazy? I'm glad you said that. I think I actually just put a video out where I was talking in my last interview with someone Um, The truth is, 
you know, my Caribbean roots, people don't understand. Like they used to see a vice president of HR. And I used to be like, that's actually not who I am. I am a little girl that was actually born and raised in Jamaica for part of her, her younger years. Then my mom moved me here to Brooklyn. I was raised in Brooklyn. And then I watched my mom, who is from also Caribbean Jamaica, she cleaned toilets for a living. Mm. You know, so when I used to be in the office and, you know, I, I'm like, yeah, I made it. But the cleaning person would come in. I'll be quick to get up. And like, you know, take the bag and they'll be like, wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, no, no, it's okay. Mm. Because I saw my mom, Yeah. you know, when they were clean, that's who I was. So I've always entered, you know, in any organization with a soft spot for just people in general. I think everyone has their own devils that they're struggling with. The person that shows up to work is not actually the real person. They're, mm. they're showing up to do a job and to get paid. Right. The real person is is what's going on in their minds that you're not even aware of. People are struggling every day. And that was the thing where I felt like I wanted to tap into that, the, the real them, the real mm. truth about who is actually working for you. Because you have no clue. It's all pretend because they have to look good and they're getting their job done. But the truth is when the lights are off and they go back home, that's a whole nother individual. Mm. It's a beautiful thing. And it's just yeah. it goes back to the quote that I was just saying, you know, we all live under the same sky, but we don't all have all have the same horizon. Right. Yeah. So what end result were you looking to achieve when you started your journey going into entrepreneurial? I'm still on the journey. There's so many. The big end result for me, to be honest, this is going to sound so like it's so far away, was I wanted organizations to pay for coaching for their employees. That's where I'm going with it. I want every single employee to have access to a coach. And I think that that will make a world of difference. You'll see performance change. You'll see happier people showing up to work. You'll see less turnover. You'll see less absenteeism. If you gave them an accountability partner, someone who could brainstorm with them, someone who could show them just because you made a right and it wasn't right, it's okay, go left. Mm. That's fine. That's fine, too. And I think that's all people need is a little motivation. Mm. That's it. They need someone to say, it's OK, you got this. And sometimes someone with clarity that could take it that's on the outside looking in and say, what do you you know, look, did you look at it this way? Right. So I think everyone should have access to a coach. That was that's the ultimate end result that I'm like, if I could bring coaching to organizations on a big scale, that would be amazing. But as, as of right now, I'm actually walking the walk, which is great. I am actually touching more lives. That was one of my big thing. I felt like I was in one corporation and not, and I, I could only reach the folks that was in that corporation. Now that I started my own business, I am able to reach a lot more folks because I'm in a lot more organizations. It's not just one. Mm. Love it. So I want to touch, touch on some of the things that make up your niche. And for me, the niche really falls into five different categories is your mm -hmm. passions, things that you do that feels purposeful, patterns that are really the things that we do naturally well, mm -hmm. and then proficiencies, which are the things that we've learned to do well over time. And lastly, the things that we are problem solvers, the things that we help to uh, fix for other people. And so when we think about your passions, what is it at the start of your journey that made you say, I feel like I was born for this moment? 
my natural ability just being in human resources for the amount of time that i am it's like being a mother of the organization you're gonna have to discipline as well as be a nurturer at times people come into your office they're gonna you know lay out what's happening with them they're gonna share some personal things with you i've always had this natural ability to have people trust me that was number mm. one and number two like my mission in this world is to empower educate motivate and give hope and I've been able to do that. I actually just recently realized that I do that naturally. Mm. When people now start to tell me, do you know how you've helped me? And I'm like, I did, <laughs> you know, mm. even people that I haven't even coached, just having one conversation, they were like, no, that conversation changed my life. And I'm like, mm. it did. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, so I'm definitely, I just, I naturally just could be in tune with someone and, and even talking to you, I, I could talk to you in a short conversation and sense, is everything okay or is everything not okay? Mm. It's a matter of me, you know, saying to you, is everything okay? Pretty much. Right, right. You develop that over time. So you, from yes. what I hear you saying is, so what's, what comes natural to you, you actually, you do you find that you're using it in your niche right now? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I think every single person so far has been a success that I've actually had to coach. Every organization that I have walked in has seen a difference. I've made a difference. Mm. Even at times, it's not easy in the beginning. Trust me. I didn't say it happened overnight. Even in the beginning myself, I'm like, I don't know if I could do this. Right. And then something happens. Something happens, you know? Mm. I go back, I strategize differently, I come back to the drawing board, but yeah, I haven't been able to make a difference so far. So what do you do that feels purposeful? What gives you meaning? Mm. What gives me meaning is, is meaning is watching, just watching people live their best lives. I have a quote, living and surviving are two different things. Mm. I've been actually teaching people how to live and live for the moments and live each day and everything else will just fall into place. Mm. You know, I wake up happy every single day and I love when I'm able to teach people how to do that as well, no matter what's going on in your life. So that gives me, oh, I, it, it makes, it brings me nothing but joy. It kind of ties into your book, right? I was reading, I was, I ordered it, but I didn't get it yet. But yellow I was the pulling the, the yellow weed. Is the does it tie into uh, some of that? Yeah. So that's what it. So the yellow weed came out of my transformational journey. Hmm. So the, it's called it's the yellow weed. How to recognize and embrace the process before the blessings. Hmm. So when I had my big eye open and wooha like moment, like wait a minute. There is a process before you are actually about to be blessed. There is a process before you've actually accomplished or achieved something. The problem is most people quit before they get to that accomplishment. Mm. So I once I discovered all the movements in my life because I took two years working on myself, Cliff. Let me tell you, mm. <laughs> two, two, two whole years. It doesn't happen overnight. But right. I, I was very intentional about getting up every day and setting a routine for myself and, and really paying attention to my emotions and what I was feeling, what I was thinking and being honest with myself about things. And once I started to do that, clarity started to come. And mm. then I started to connect the dots of my life. And I, it, I took it all the way back to childhood, understanding why I need to go through this. This That led me to this. 
Then it led me to that. Then it led me to this. Now I'm here. Mm. So once I realized that, I was like, wow, the amount of storms that I've actually made it through so far has been amazing storms, by the way. Now that I'm on, I made it out. When mm. I look back, I'm like, I needed that storm. Yeah. If I didn't go through that, I wouldn't know what I know right now. Mm. So once I started to do that, that's where the yellow weed came from. I wanted to show and share with people. It's okay. Everything that's happening to you right now, it's okay. Mm. You're going to need it. I want you to just recognize when you're about to be blessed because that's all it is. Keep going. Make it over that last hump because life will always try to stop you before you get to where you want to go. It is your job to not allow life to take over. You're mm. in control. So that's where that came from. And I learned, you know, I just wanted to give a different perspective on how to make it through your storms and embrace it and be happy about it, knowing that something wonderful is coming on the other side. Mm, love it. So let me get to uh, some more of these questions for you. So you told me about your patterns, the things that you do naturally well. I hear about the things that you do that's purposeful. Uh, what have you learned to do well over time? Or what are your proficiencies? Man, let me tell you, I've learned to be very patient. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> Is that okay yeah, to say? That. That's important. That's a pillar right there. Listen, <laughs> I was lacking patience. Yeah. <laughs> I was lacking patience. No, I've learned to be very, very patient. But the one thing I have now is confidence. Mm. I don't think I've always had that. I think with time and with experience and with going through all the things I've gone through, I am now more confident than ever. Like, I am okay with saying no to people for certain things. Like, I don't want to do that. And I'm okay with that. Mm. I am so happy in my skin. I can't even begin to explain it because it's unexplainable. But that came with time. It came with my experiences. It came with me taking the time to figure out who I was. It came with learning, you know, gaining self-awareness. And now I'm more confident than ever because I recognize what's for me is for me. Mm. What problems do people come to you to solve? Oh, wow. A lot of career problems. I'll, I'll start there. So from there's two sides to my business. There's the personal and then there's the business coaching side. So from a personal okay. standpoint, Individuals will come to me with professional, you know, career issues, something that's going on at work, whether or not they're they're not happy or they want to discover what is their true passion. They know that what they're doing is not something that they're passionate about. I've had people come to me actually on their way out of a job, not understanding they don't want to make the next wrong move. So they're like, help me make the next right move. Right. I, you know, relationships as well. They've come to me with help with figuring out, you know, their relationships in their lives. And that's on the personal level. So I mainly do careers and relationship on the personal level. On the business level, I have a, a few small to medium sized businesses that have experienced a tremendous growth but they know that they don't have any systems or processes in place. So I actually go in and I help them align their people strategy with their business strategy. And then with that being said, giving them a coaching strategy, like how to become coaches in your organization, teach the managers to be more of a coach versus a manager. Become a coach and you'll get so much more out of your employees. 
And then I do a lot of corporate trainings as well. They'll ask me to, I just did a wonderful training. I can't say the name of the company, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could, but um, (laughs) it was a time, you know, they came to me and said, our um, event producers are all, you know, they feel they're overwhelmed. So I did an amazing time management and productivity training. I don't like to call it training. I say coaching. So everything that I do, even in organizations, I say, you now have a coach. I'm not a trainer. I'm a coach. Mm. And so now what I want to get from you on these last, this last segment is really for you to give me some of your secrets ah! and, and by, by those secrets. So here's the thing. The whole, the whole point of this section though, is not for you. You're probably talking at me, but I want you to talk to your younger self. That's really, yeah. that's the person you're talking to. And so, you know, for anyone who's listening, who may be at that, that stage where you were several years ago, I just want to know what secret would you give your pre-niche self or pre-clarity pre-discovery self that you feel could help accelerate them from where they are at that point in time to where you are now i would pretty much say from just what i know now is don't be afraid to go after what it really is that you want to do because you're only going to come right back to it later on Hmm. so what i've discovered is I put my passion on hold because it wasn't making me enough money or it was taking too long to make money. I didn't see any headway. So I went the easier route with my career because it was easy. But what I realized now, 25 years later, I I went right back to my passion. Hmm. So I can't help but to think if I had stuck to it from then, where would I have really been at this moment? Hmm. But it's, it sounds like going back to what you were saying before, it's almost as if it was shaping you, right? Yes. Like those, those moments were shaping you. I was listening to uh, Pastor David Ireland, and he was sharing a story about a butterfly um, that was coming out of his cocoon. And someone saw the butterfly coming out of the cocoon and decided to say, saw it struggling and mm-hmm. decided to help the, you know, the butterfly. So it started yeah. to help break open the cocoon. And the butterfly, from the help of this individual, just flopped out, out of cocoon and just started fluttering on the ground and just never flew. Yeah. And so what they told him is, is that part of the reason why the butterfly has to struggle through the cocoon is it actually helps to strengthen the wings so that it can support its flight. So that struggle is necessary for it to That's become okay. what it needs to be. And so I almost hear it in, in your story that you're sharing the same or, or a, a similar path going on. Uh, what do you do? Is, as you were talking, I was going to say, you know, really trust the process. We don't do uh, yeah. that. Yeah. That's hard for people. Trust, trust in the process is difficult. If I could just snap, give, have a wand and just make everybody trust the process of their lives, that's what I would do. <laughs> because right. that's all you need is to just have that faith and that just it's okay. It's going to happen. So speak to the person who will hear what you just said. Trust the process and look, you can do it. You can get through it. And they say, well, that's easy for you to say you're successful. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you how do you speak to that person? First of all, I was not always successful. <laughs> there were a lot of sleepless nights and crying until I figured out, wait a minute, it's wasted time, energy and effort not believing in yourself yeah. like if you could really do a mind shift if you could really take the time to think about see the vision for yourself 
and then just start taking steps. That's all I'm asking you to do is just move. Mm. A lot of people just, they get stuck on the vision mm. and they never actually take a step because the truth, what I discovered with myself was the minute I started to move, life started to show me where I needed to go next. And it's never, I mean, get into the vision. You don't really know what's in between. Like, I, I think you probably heard this. I've heard it in church where the pastor said, we all know our birth date, which we do. We don't know our end date at all. We don't know when that's coming or what it is. But what we are really and truly responsible for is the dash in the middle. Mm -hmm. yeah. So let life be, live that dash. Make life a game. I referenced this in, in my book, The Yellowy Life is a game because every level that you're on you're supposed to gather a tool or some tools to take you that you're going to need on the next level and i i don't are you familiar with mario brothers remember the mario the game, brothers the, the, the video, video game? game oh yeah <laughs> okay of course <laughs> <laughs> so I i'm going to give a piece of my book away i referenced that in a book to say think of life this way like you were playing a video game the mario brothers and the mm. ultimate goal is we know that he's trying to save the princess and every level, the first level you start out, it's like, oh, this is easy. You know, when mm -hmm. you first, you play level one, you're like, oh, okay, I got through that, great. Mm -hmm. Level two, same thing, level three, it starts to get a little bit harder. Then all of a sudden you were given like the fireball, but you use it up and you lose it. And then you get to level four and you're like, oh snap, I need the fireball. Mm -hmm. So now you end up dying in level four to go back. And now you know, I needed the fireball to kill this dragon, which you believe is the, is the dragon to the princess. So you're like, yeah, I made it. So you go back and you hang on to the fireball now because now you know you actually need it. Mm. But what life was doing along the journey in every level, there were tools that you were picking up along the way that you need for when you actually get to the dragon to actually fight that fight, to make it to where you actually want to be. So I referenced that to say, that's what life is. It's a journey, it's levels, you're gonna get tools, you're gonna collect your tools, and you're gonna learn. And as you learn, you're gonna keep going. And it's gonna be that much sweeter and easier. And this is what makes me, for me, living so much fun, because I think I'm in this game called Char. Mm. And so, uh, as in this game called Char, what part of the game are you? Are you one of the characters? Are you the end result? Like, what part are you playing in this, <laughs> in this like, game? I am one of the characters because my life is, I am walking through every day, collecting tools, every level. When I started my business, that was a, a new level for me. Mm. I'm like, wow. I made it through corporate, every new job, every new position, those are different levels. I made it through, you know, motherhood. Oh, now Shar has babies, you mm. know? <laughs> now mm. Shar has to carry the babies with her. <laughs> well, you know, through, through this journey. And then I get to, I keep, there's so many dragons that I have to fight. There's yeah. a lot. The dragon of starting a business, dragon of writing a book, publishing a book. I actually have a new book coming out in May. And so that's what it is. But I recognize, wow, I have the tools. I have the tools. I collected these tools that I needed right now to win mm. this fight already. Mm. So it's, it's exciting. I made my life, you know, a video game. All right. <laughs>
and, and so you said this is in your book and i just want to read an excerpt of uh, one of the comments that i was i came across when i on amazon and this this young lady says i highly recommend this book especially for those who are on a spiritual journey uh there is no words that completely describe how i felt after reading it i cried throughout the entire book because i felt deeply connected to the book's message it goes on wow. but i just thought that i thought that was just like wow that wow. is you know if if yeah, your mario brothers can do that to somebody it's special <laughs> <laughs> it's special you need to go out and get that book uh it's called a yellow weed a uh, couple last couple questions that i have for you um that i just wanted to just get you to uh just kind of tell us what exactly is a secret to staying consistent in what you're doing staying consistent in what you're doing Actually, I mean, I actually, my next book, I have a journal coming out. You might see it behind me called 30 Days to a New You. Mm. And it's a journaling technique that I used on myself and I used on my clients for two years. And it's proven, tested. And what it does teach you is number one, self-awareness. But number two is discipline, how to be consistent. So the key is to set goals and do it every day consistently every day. So if you pick one thing, like for example, in the mornings, I tell people have a morning routine where either you, the first thing you get up, you pray, or you say something positive over your life, listen to a motivational message and test yourself on that. Make sure you do that consistently for one week. Hmm. Give yourself small increments of trying to be consistent. Say, I'm gonna do this for one week straight. And once you have accomplished that, set a bigger goal. Mm. Now I'm gonna do it for another week or another two weeks. The problem is we start out with these for the next 30 or 60 or 100 days, here's what I wanna do. And then you fall short early because mm. you, you, have a, you have not given yourself room to reward yourself. So and for consistency for me is, you know, doing things in short increments and rewarding yourself and then setting a new goal after you've completed that goal to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going till you've gotten to a place where it you don't even realize that you're doing it. Mm. Um, so last question that I have for you. And I actually feel like I, I, I want to ask you like about 13 more questions, but I, <laughs> I, I'm going to let this be the last one. Okay. Um, okay. How, how do you know, how do you know when it's time to uh, change course versus stay and focus on your goal? When it starts to become very difficult. Hmm. That was the one thing I had to learn is when you're on the right path, it's easy. Hmm. Resources flow. It's never, it never hurts. So mm. when it becomes so challenging, it's time to figure out another course. Wow. And that's simple. And actually that book that you're talking about, I have about three people that I need to send that off to. And, yes. you know, in order for you to get this information that you just heard on the niche finder framework, you, you cannot take uh Char and, and pick her up and put her in your pocket because that will be kidnapping. But you can put that book in your pocket <laughs> and glean that knowledge that she has shared with you so eloquently today. Um, how can they get in contact with you if they want to reach out to you? Definitely my LinkedIn page. I, I'm on there if you want to look me up on LinkedIn for all the professional folks. But my website is yourhealthyreality.com. So it's yourhealthyreality.com. And you can send me a message there. Excellent. And everybody, if you've been listening to the Niche Finder Framework up until this point, you know that our mantra is if innovative change is an engine, then your dream and ability could be its fuel. 
so we we want to make sure that uh you're not only um wanting and desiring um difference out there in the world but you actually working towards becoming that difference you want to see we want to thank shah nurel for being part of our program today big (laughs) up to everything that she has going on representing uh the minorities uh the uh, the, all of the ladies as well as the west indians (laughs) (laughs) represent the land of wood and water uh we thank you for listening to this episode and we look forward to hearing you and being part of your life and your journey uh, on the very next one thank you thank you